how's the week going? How's the week going? I think it just started, right? Uh, Oftentimes, I don't remember. And by the way, happy Indigenous People Day today. Thank you. It has officially been changed over, at least in some states from what I'm aware, from Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. So it was about time. For real. About time. Actually, yeah, this caused me a problem because as most folks know, Mar and I are in Canada or Canada and people are like, oh, happy Thanksgiving. I was like, nah, I can't wish you Thanksgiving anymore. And and the worst thing is people who like no shade, speaking of shade, which we'll get there, people are like, oh, happy Thanksgiving, but you're an indigenous ally. And I was like, I'm I'm just realizing they don't connect. So no, no more Thanksgiving. I'm thankful to be an ally to the indigenous community. That's about it. I but love it. That's my new thing because my grandmother's like, Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I'm thankful I think, for you. Danny. I think for some of us, we're still, you know, saying Happy Thanksgiving. It's hard to break that um, that tradition. You know, it's like Happy Canada Day. You know, some people don't want to dismiss those celebrations. It's it doesn't mean that you, you can't change the definition of them, though, right? But right. I think Thanksgiving has changed its definition. Most people don't realize it's about indigenous massacres. Most people have now changed it into being thankful to be with their friends and family, especially exactly. given the two years of the pandemic where we were just thankful to have masks and be able to breathe. So thankful I understand alive. the transition. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. I was cut. I was stuck between a rock and a hard place because I was like, no, no. I'm usually the serial texter who's like, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And this year it's like, radio silent i'm not in it i'm not in it. <laughs> yeah there's there's definitely got to be like a way i mean i agree like the ceremony of like just being thankful we should be thankful every day but it's awesome that we have that but you're right it, the attachment to the you know massacres and everything that came with it that was so vile um it, in the u.s it being columbus day and how they celebrated them pretty much a monster i mean yeah. let's just call them what it was but yeah but anyway, guys, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm, I'm thankful always for thankful, show. thankful for you, ladies. I'm so, thankful. You're thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is all about shadiness, yes. toxicity, whether you can tell the truth to someone who deserves to hear it or yeah. not. I, and I have it's, to say, huh. this is inspired by the Real Housewives of Potomac. So shout out to Robin and Giselle, which we will tag you in this episode because they have a podcast called Reasonable Shady, and they invited all the other ladies and gave scenarios, <laughs> and they had to decide whether it was shady or reasonable shady, and I am a big fan of reality TV, don't ask, and um, I was like, wouldn't it be interesting for us to break down if lying is a necessary evil, I, I wonder about that because I don't think you can get away from the fact that a lie is a lie, but it's the purpose of the lie, right? And so I'm struggling with this a bit because I think on some levels we lie every day, whether it's to ourselves or when I lie to parents and say, your kid will get it. Don't worry. It just takes an extra <laughs> couple stars. Right? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Is lying just part of, I don't know. Like, is it possible to be brutally honest, ladies? 
Like, okay, maybe it not is, brutally. It is possible, but I think what the biggest struggle is, is um, having a little bit, it, it's basically the delivery and how you deliver the truth to somebody and, you know, make it as painless as possible. And you also need to be able to gauge whether they are sensitive, their degrees of sensitivity, whether you can really be brutally honest with them or not. You know, it's it's tough. It really depends on who the recipient is of that truth. So you're that saying that. Truth. So you're saying then lying is not necessary then because it's just about no. The conditions I'm, I'm of saying that lying is possible. I I understand that it can be necessary in certain situations. Mm, you know, right. if someone's on their deathbed and they want to know that someone else is still alive but they aren't, you you should you should lie to them. Lie to wow. them and give them the opportunity to fight to stay alive uh, just because, you know, that's not the kind of news you want to deliver to someone on their deathbed. And I know? suppose the other thing I want to hear from the viewers is, is absence of admitting also a lie, like omission. Is that lying too? I, I think, I personally think that's a lie. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's yeah. a lie. But you know what, Nisha, you just mentioned that we all do we do it all the time. And we actually do. If you think about it, and I let's say I call you, Nisha, and I'm like, hey, are you busy? What would you say? I, how often do I call you? If I call you and I'm just like, hey, Nisha, are you busy? Well, I'm probably busy, busy, but I probably am busy. But I'll be like, yo, what's up? I probably will say that. Yo, what's up, Oz? Yeah, I'm busy. But what's up? Talk to me. I'm I'm weird like that. So no, that's not weird. That's good because I, on the other hand, would not want to make you or somebody else feel some kind of way if I haven't heard from them in a while and they're reaching out and they're like, hey, you busy? I'd be like, not good. What's good? Talk to them. Yeah, but that's because the person is reaching out to you. It's signaling that something's up. But I'm saying though, here's yeah. a scenario where I have told a small lie. Like I'm busy, True. but I'm not going to tell you I'm busy because I don't want to make you feel some kind of way about contacting me. That's just one example True. of like a small lie that we might say during the I day. Think, yeah, we lie to our we lie to ourselves a lot though. But is that because Definitely. we like we don't want to be mirrors or we don't want to face the truth? I I don't know. It's interesting to me. Lying is very interesting to me because I'm not sure if I agree that if I don't say something, it's a lie. Well, hold on. Let's break down what a lie is because okay. I went through this internet rabbit hole doing some research, guys. Research so bear with on. me. Put your hat on. First, first of all, I want to say that children start lying as early as age two. So there's an evidence of lies starting at age two. Trifling kids, right? But they're more purposeful with their lies at age four or five because lying actually requires a lot more cognitive resources than telling the truth. Lying is a very proactive thing that we do, and it requires a, a whole thought process, actually. So when we start to lie, first of all, we have to understand, at first we have to suppress the truth. It, that's an active thing. We're going to suppress the truth. Then we have to look at the observable facts and see what would be believable that would go with the observable facts that we're going to lie about. This is, a, this is a whole process, guys. Yeah, I'm thinking. And then while we're telling the lie, we have to actually assess the reaction of the person who is the recipient of the lie. So we have to make sure they're following? Are they believing the lie? Like we have to be in tune with that as well. And we have to be able to pivot if by any chance they, they look like they're not really 
about this life. Right. And then there's the ethical dimension. You know, we have to think about is this how like internally we have this battle where, hey, how bad is this lie? Am I okay with myself telling this lie? And yeah. actually the more you lie, the better you get at it. So Shit. And all of this happens in the frontal cortex, right? Um, and this is this is the area of the brain that um, is responsible for executive control, planning, and regulating emotions and behavior. And I found something really funny while I was doing this research. It was a guy called Mr. Pinocchio who had a tumor in a specific area of his brain that every time he lied, he would have um, like an epileptic seizure. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and it was like, I'm sorry, it's funny. It's not funny for him. And he actually couldn't get his job done because he actually, it was required sometimes to, you know, be able to not tell the absolute truth. And so he had surgery and they removed the tumor and apparently it got all better. But I think that's kind of funny. But anyway, so just to say, like, you know, it just takes a lot more to lie than it does to tell the truth. And yet yeah. we do it. And yet we do it. I think the part that, and then if you add on the layer of religiosity, right? Like people who believe in God. Because uh, for me, I'm always like, man, like if I do this, what am I getting? What is God sending my way? That's my first question in my yeah, head. Yeah, you're worried about karma immediately. I, man, listen, I'm worried about all of that. I'm like, what What blessing am I going to miss? Like I'm actually calculating like <laughs> shit. So I, I think about it often but okay okay so we now know that lying takes effort which i understand i mean like everyone knows i'm a teacher i've watched kids bold face lie to me <laughs> when i know the truth and so and then i'm an instigator so i'll ask questions and then let the lie elaborate like a snowball and then I'm like, burst it, like, got you. Like, I'm a real evil teacher like that, right? I'm, I wait and wait and wait, and then it's poof. And they're like, but miss. So I understand it is methodical. It definitely has to be, to be methodical. But what about the emotional reasons behind lying? Like, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or. Um, or you don't want to face the negative consequences. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. I mean. I, I think my husband lies to me sometimes. I think men lie to their wives or partners lie to their partners. Do I, I look good in this? Of course you look good. Right? That's another one. How do I look in this outfit? Like, yeah, you look great, honey. Like, do you want to fight? Do you yeah. want to fight? Like that becomes... But then that's a right? problem with us, right? Why can't I take... the? So there, the better question of the flip side of the lie is, why can't we take the truth or why can't we take honesty from that person's perception, right? Like if I ask you a question and you tell me something, why do I have to like try again, like in a game so I can get the answer I want as opposed because to you're the sensitive. No, I'm mad sensitive. sensitive. We, we have a whole thing on sensitivity. I am mad sensitive. Right. But it's interesting. So what about you, Mar? Are we, oh, oh, by the way, I'm a full-fledged, I've told a lie. I, I'm not a full-fledged liar. I've told a lie. And I mean, I, I, I used, I used to be a liar. I lied a lot <laughs> as a kid and it was, it was really to get it. <laughs> I lied so I can get away from the ass whoopings that I got as a kid. That's really what I was lying. That, that's I a was. defense mechanism exactly. right there. You yeah. have to. 
I, so I is had that to lying do it just then? to save my backside. So is that lying or is that self-preservation? It's still lying, but it's oh. also self-preservation too. And yeah. my problem was growing up is that I had a difficult time not continuing to lie even after I was out of that environment where I was suffering all those ass whoopings because um, it was just, that was what I learned during my formative years is that if I didn't want to get in trouble, I have mm. to tell the other person what they want to hear in order to um, not experience the consequences. It took a lot to change that behavior. It was really a lot, but it's almost like to the extreme end right now where mm. I tell the truth a little too much. <laughs> well, wow. That so, goes to show, though, that, you know, with practice, you know, like, therapy. the more you lie. But I'm saying the more you lied, the more you got away with it, the more you felt, you know, it, it just became a little bit more natural to do. So you had to work oh, against it. I didn't always get away with it. I, I oh. just, you know. <laughs> Even, when, you get it, the even when I knew that I did something wrong, I still lied because I figured if I tell this lie, I won't get the ass whooping, but I still got it. You know what oh, I mean? Man. And I can say that as someone who's an in, a sociable introvert, um, you know, one of the big, one of the biggest struggles that I have is um, being able to explain to someone why I don't, I want to, you know, cancel our plans. You know, all those mm. memes that go around, um, you know, about introverts and, you know, like the, the, the one of Skeletor sitting on his couch, lying on his couch with his cat, you know, showing him with a glass of wine and, and the caption being, you know, me when my friends cancel on Friday night, that is definitely me. But it's, it's, um, you know, when your friends are not canceling and they want you to come out and you don't want to come out, you have to find an excuse to give them. And I just don't want to hang out is not good enough for some people, I, oh, I guess. Oh, you know? We know to put that in our repertoire if Mar doesn't, <laughs> like, says she doesn't want to hang out with us. I'm, I'm just, very, I'm just, you know, we'll I'm an introvert. That's, that's how I am. I, I want to hang, but I want to hang with people I know and trust and yeah. love. And, you know, it's hard to for me to open up to new people, which is... I'm just going to be very real here. It explains why I've gone back to like old boyfriends over and over and over mm. again. <laughs> I like what I know and trust, you know, even if it is toxic, I know what I'm getting. So, you know, no new friends, no yeah, new friends, no new friends. No, yeah. Oh, Drake. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my Drake God. and I were like, <laughs> like we're like one. <laughs> so there's some messy truths and some messy lies for us today. I, I think I might be a, a lie of omission. I don't like to hurt people's feelings. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm always lying to Peter to pay Paul some kind of craziness. Like I'm always, I think it might be part of my job skill set too, where I'm always craftily my statements and what I'm going to say. And, and honestly, now that you mentioned it psychologically, Oz, it's tiring. It's exhausting after telling People like finding ways of telling the truth without dropping the shoe. But I, I think maybe I lie by omission. Like I don't want people to know everything. So yeah. I just don't. I, I, and also I've had bad experiences with telling the truth. Like I had a friend who married the devil and we, wow. yeah, he was a straight devil dude. And 
we had saw him in the club and he was macking on a chick and we went back and told her and she didn't believe us. And I was like, I, I felt this overwhelming desire to not filter, to not filter. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I, I don't know. It was, it just like the truth was just bursting out of me like a sunbeam. I couldn't stop saying like how much of a loser. <laughs> how, but how did she take that? Oh, it didn't go well. It really seriously affected our friendship to this day. Um, and part of that problem is me. Uh, no, yeah, it is me because I realized as a child, you know, your family is your is your family, right? That's your foundation. But then your friends are the people you choose. And mm -hmm. that selection process of choosing for me is very deep. I mean, both of you know me quite well, but I'm very loyal. I remember things. I like the details. I'm one of those very, like, I put a lot of effort into my friendships. And when someone, when I got you, I'm like a love bug. I'm loyal as hell. I'm not going to jail or killing people for you, but <laughs> just below that, I'm very loyal. So when someone breaks the loyalty, it's very hard for me to mend it. It's very difficult. And even though, you know, there's that Japanese proverb where you can mend broken things with gold and it looks beautiful. I'm not even at that intellectual level. So when I was telling homegirl, like, you're marrying the devil, he's cheating, he's doing all these things, he's a horrible human, what are you doing? To the point where I was, to the point where he cheated on her and I said, well, why would you go back? You're dumb. Like, these are really bad things. And if, right? No, because I was like, what are you doing? And when, when I was participating in that person's wedding, I said, I said, you know, I, I got to pray to God because... I don't know if I can stand there in front of God and be good with this. That's how honest I was. And then I prayed to God and I said, you know what, God, let it be what it be, but just absolve me from this. Because you know, when you're in a Christian wedding and you have witnesses there, your congregation, the people there are your witnesses to support that marriage. And I knew I wasn't going in there supporting the marriage. So I needed some absolution from that responsibility and I remember when it, I remember there was a time where her ex-husband, like she got rid of the devil, thank God. And um, he talked shit about me and she didn't defend me. And I found out because oh, she lied. No. It broke that, that incredible level of loyalty that I give to the friend. And I know that we've been chasing that high ever since. Mm. But the problem is not her. It's me. It's me. I'm the one who can't. It's a forgiveness issue. I forgive her. Yo, I forgive. I love that girl. I love her. But I don't trust her with myself. Mm -hmm. Meaning I don't trust you yeah. to have my back when my eyes are closed. And that's mm -hmm. a problem for me. So I, I don't think I've ever been that level of honest again. Um, because I, I guess I've just found ways of making it appetizing now versus saying, nah, bro, you marrying the devil straight up. And when that marriage broke apart, I mean, I could have done hula hoop dancing, uh, but I actually went down and like helped her rebuild her life. And, you know, she's happily remarried now. And we're cool, but we're just not where we used to be. And it, it's sad. Mm. It's mad sad, but it's partially due to the fact that when I was straight up giving you 100% of my honesty, maybe I didn't package it right, but I had your back. 
Mm -hmm. and you didn't have Mm -hmm. mine. So now I'm a bit more dainty around the scenario and, but that situation changed me. I'm never that honest as I used to be, which is, I suppose, sad on some levels. Well, I I don't think it's sad at all. Yeah, I, I think we also have to use our discretion when we're being honest. Um, that's less of like a lie as it is, you know, but I guess it is. We talked about omission and would that be a mission? You witnessed something that you knew was bad for your friend, but you know, some people are just not ready for that conversation, girl. Most people yeah. are not, especially with relationships, bros. Like, you know, like, and I've been there, I've, you know, I've been with the wrong guy and I'm sure my friends looked at me crazy and, you know, I didn't want to hear it at the time. Right. But maybe I would have benefited from a sit down and hey, bitch, what are you doing? But, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I would have just been like, yo, this is my life. Let me live. Um, But another interesting thing about lying is that you got to remember, girl, there's a lot of work you have to remember. (laughs) You have to, not only are you lying, now you got to rely on your memory to remember what the fuck you said. So that's the whole other thing about lying. Thank goodness I have a good memory. It's exhausting, though. I mean, listen, you have a good memory, but as we get older and our brains are filled up with more and more shit, you know, (laughs) we start forgetting the random stuff. And I promise you those lies are one of the things that we're going to start forgetting. And if it ever comes up in the future, we're going to be like, God damn, what did I say? What did I say? What's done in the dark, right? Must come to light. And at some point, I wonder if lies also have expiration dates, right? Because after a while, you're like, fuck it. I don't care if you knew I lied. (laughs) I don't like you anyways. Like, there's some people in the city of Montreal that I'm like, I don't care if you know I don't like you. Now I don't even hide it. Before I would be diplomatic, which I also find as a form of lying, by the way. Being diplomatic to me is a form of lying because you're not being your true self in the scenario. and now when I see certain people, I'm like, I don't like you and I don't want to hide it. And I just go about my bit. Ba- I'm cordial. I'm like, hello. And then I move along. But no, as I get older, I can see it now. My mother doesn't lie. She doesn't care. My grandmother certainly doesn't <laughs> lie. They don't oh, care. Oh, we know all about Mama yeah. Ross. You've told us many things. Yeah. We went to the store just, was it yesterday? She, I was like, what you, yes, we went to Old Navy. Poor Old Navy. Shout out to Old Navy and LaSalle. I'm sorry. We went to Old Navy and the woman was giving me bad service. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Because I'm trying to move it along. I got to go get my eyelashes done. And my mom's like, don't lie. It's not okay. What you're doing is horrible. I don't know how you're sitting here getting paid minimum wage. I was like, oh, my God. I was lying to save you from my mother. And instead you ended up getting this whole tongue lashing from my mother. So I, yeah, I think I'm a protective liar. This could be a problem. So it's interesting that um, you bring up the mom thing. Cause my mother was the lying thing was the worst offense that we could ever mm. do in the house. I mean, like if she caught us in a lie, we would be like, punished for what we did. And on top of that, punished for the lie. So that was just one thing, you know, that was just unacceptable. You got the double licks. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't get beat really, but my mom had other ways of getting us, uh, you know, in check. Ozzy was good. I got beat with whatever was around, like tattoo hair, tongue, hair combs, 
smacked up against my head, whatever. For my mother, the worst offense was spitting. Oh my God. She caught me spitting once. I spit on a boy who bothered me. She beat the shit out of me. She beat the shit out of me. She not like the shit like black and blue, but she slapped me right in my mouth. She's like, that's the most disgusting thing you can ever do to someone. Oh, yeah. So she's like, don't spit. Yeah, she's like, don't spit. But you know, I'm trying to think. I've Yo, lied, I, I've wait, don't, don't pass over that just yet. What, the spitting? spitting on another human being? That is the worst. My <laughs> mic was muted earlier and I wanted to jump in. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, I did it. That is bad. That is really bad. <laughs> yeah, I did it. That's part of my honesty. That's my thing. Thank God today. for your mother. I got slapped in the mouth. I'm sure I have a little dent here from way back when. But no, she, and the thing is, I tried to lie and say he spit on me first. My mom's like, he didn't oh, spit no. on you first. No, no. He spit on me. We're not, we're not playing spitting games. Right? No, and then she just took the back hand, not even the front, right? The back where the fingernails are and gave me a white boop in my mouth. I was like, Yo, but he was bothering me. She's like, I don't care. You don't spit on anyone. You can kick them, punch them. Right. Bite them, don't spit on them. It's still like, assault. Yeah, spitting is bad. It's it still is, assault. It is. Yeah. yeah, but he was bothering me first. I saw him the other day, actually. He waved, so he didn't take that spit too personal. <laughs> I guess y'all are all right now. Forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. I don't care. I spit again at him if he did it again. But no, you me. would not. Maybe. Nisha, you didn't learn nothing from that backhand girl? You didn't learn know. anything? I don't know. So we wanted to actually run down some scenarios to see. So I, I actually have something in line with what you were talking about, Nisha, about your friend. Okay, so I'm gonna run this by you girls, and you let me know what you would do in this situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Your BFF is cheating on her boyfriend of four years. You know it, right? You like the boyfriend, right? But your girl is doing her damn thing. The boyfriend mm. calls you to plan a surprise proposal. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, do what do you do? Oh. Well, I guess my answer is I'm lying because <laughs> I, I would, no, because oh, I no. said it live that I'm loyal. And you said BFF. So I, you know what I would say? I would say, listen, let me get back to you. I'm getting back to him about. Yeah, because he wants to plan a surprise proposal. So he's calling me for ideas. I'm going to say, let me get back to you. You know, let, let me think about it. That's lie number one. Let me think about it and get back to you. Then I'm going to text homegirl, say, yo, you need to call me now, not ASAP now. And say, yo, homeboy is trying to marry you. And you putting me in uncomfortable positions. You know, it's hard out here for women to catch fish. So make up your mind, do what you got to do, but don't let him embarrass himself and do that. And every time he calls me, you're putting me in your mess. Now, it wasn't my mess when you were doing your thing. But now it's my mess. Don't let that knock on my door again because I'm going to have to act shady and start a fight with your boyfriend and make him not like me because I got to hold, you know, I got to hold up your back. That's right. Hold on now. So you'll ruin the surprise. I have to ruin the surprise. 
Okay. That's you're going to tell that. her, but you're not going to tell him. You're not going to say anything no, to him. No, because I, I have a her. similar scenario in my life. And as I told my friend's partner, you ain't my girl. That's just what it is. You're not my people's. That person is my people's. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a price. And if that means you think I'm a bitch, so be it. But my loyalty comes with a price. So, and I would do the same for both of you as well. So too bad. <laughs> not, not that either of us would ever be in that scenario. I no, don't no, care. We don't do that. So uh, how about you? Um, I am kind of in Nisha's corner on this one. I am a ride or die, very loyal. Um, so I would probably, oh God, forgive me. I would lie to the boyfriend first. I would basically tell him, look, I'm not the best person to help with planning any of this stuff because I'm actually quite busy and, um, yeah, I'm busy and I have a lot on my plate right now. However, I think there's a couple of people that I think you could call who would be better suited to, <laughs> to help with this. Like your girlfriend side guy. And I, that. Think, I think oh, they'd man. probably be better suited to help with, with planning this party. Then you I'd bounce and I'd have the same conversation that Nisha talked about with the friend. I'd basically say, look, on a regular day, I'd mind my own business. Do you, boo? But you're facing consequences now. And oh, I do not want to be brought into this. So you need to make up your mind and figure out what the hell you're doing. The responsibility Ooh. is then put on your friend, your BFF. Exactly. Not you. Miranda made it worse. She threw it onto <laughs> someone else. Call this person. Oh, hell I know too much. I know too much. Why would I implicate myself in any of this? I want to be like omitted from this entirely because it's messy. It's hella messy. (laughs) It's so messy. Mm, mm, mm. Terrible. That's why if you're going to do this dirt, don't get your friend involved. Just don't tell your friends because. Or, Or tell your friends, but. But imagine if she didn't you know. tell, if if you didn't know and homeboy would have hit you up and you would have been all yes. up in this. And then like, you know, she what was she going to do? Maybe she really just doesn't have feelings for the guy in order to go out and step out on him, which is a whole other show, guys. We need to get into that. But, you know, or like, what is she just going to like say yes to the other guy? What if she says no? <laughs> now two people are real fucked up. Like, I mean, just, you know, the whole, the whole situation is bad. Is there only one? Side guy, or is there like multiple? You added no, 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 let's that's deep. I'm gonna say one because that changes the game, right? Oh, that's different, yeah, right? That's multiple guys, you're not serious, anyways, right? You know, but if it's one guy, you're one guy, that's tough. But what if, what if she's stepping out on homeboy because? She loves him in every area, but the lack of sexual satisfaction is not there. <laughs> no, I'm just okay, saying. No, this is a good question. I can't what comment you... anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, this is good, Nisha. So hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What if you are you are armed with that knowledge when he reaches out to you? And here's your opportunity to tell homeboy, listen, this is your perfect partner, but you got to do this better. Would you I take that opportunity that. to help your sister out? Would you? Yes, I, I can't tell him that. Do yeah, you can't encourage her to do even worse I, than she's yeah. already doing. And like, honestly, honest, well, like this is cisgender scenarios, but dudes' egos are real sensitive, and like, 
they mad sensitive, right? They're mad sensitive. And I can't tell them like, yo, you got to up your game if you want to put a ring on it. But I mean, that leads us to another lie, which is when your partner is not sexually satisfying you, (laughs) do you lie about it? Like, shit. Is that your scenario? Are you? Are yes, you that, that is my scenario. But you see, Miranda's trying to leave. We wait she for Miranda, Miranda to come back because I want to hear everybody's scenario, right? But I mean, let let's break that down, right? Like, you know that your partner is sensitive. All right. Oh, you're back. Don't worry. We left that scenario alone. <laughs> no, this is a good one. This is a good one. This one's from Miranda. So let's go. You and your let's partner go. are together, right? I don't care. Okay, wait, wait. Together, hold, whatever. Hold start, start this again. Okay. This is Nisha's scenario you, for yeah, us. You got a okay. partner. I don't care what the gender is of your partner. I don't care. They, the, him, z, whatever. You got a partner. And you love your partner in all aspects. Financially, ambition, good conversation. But when it comes down to the sexual stuff, it's not the greatest. So do you continue to lie to your partner? Do you step out on your partner? What do you do? Do you lie to your partner and say it's good because you know your partner is sensitive? What do you, what do, you do? I think you tell them the truth. You I tell think- them the truth. Here's the thing about bad sex. It can be corrected. It can Amen totally to be corrected because you it's it's like with a bunch of other things in life. Weight gain, weight loss, you gain weight, you can lose it. You know, if you're bad at sex, you can learn and become better. It's not like you're destined to be bad at sex for the rest of your life. I think people need to get their minds out of this whole like, oh, I'm not as big as that guy or this or that. Like don't worry about that. Use the instruments you have unless you are really not blessed by the good Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah, but there's a show I watched. (laughs) There's a show I watched called Sex Life. And she was writing down about her past sexual experiences with an ex. Her husband read it. That's not your business, bro. You shouldn't be reading people's journals. That's why I don't write journals. That's a whole other episode. I don't believe in writing journals. And he started to act out what she was writing and he got resentful because he, he was saying like, I'm not enough for you. But she was trying to say like, I need something different in the bedroom. And he was taking it mad personal. So I think it, again, I think it depends like on, you know, the equipment, if you have a, you know, decent equipment, it's workable. You can totally work with those circumstances. If they want to work with it. Find another solution. Hold on, I don't but- that was a major spoiler, by the way, Nisha. Next time you, you give a little disclaimer. It's in the first episode. <laughs> I've seen the show, but okay. it's terrible, by the way. Awful acting, grade B, but totally addictive. Just bad, bad TV on Netflix, but totally watch it. Watch it when you can. But anyway, the point is that, um, Mar, to your point, you know, I agree. Not only can you fix it, and not only is there, I don't think there's such a thing as bad sex. I think sex depends on the people who are having it. I feel like somebody can be a good partner to you and be a shitty partner to somebody else. I feel like the chemistry, the connection, what someone likes versus what somebody else likes determines how good the sex is. And I think it is about communication. It is, Mm -hmm. this is the the moment where honesty means everything, right? Because in a relationship, bad sex will become 
90% of the relationship. Whereas if you have good sex, the sex piece is only about 10% of what the relationship actually, you know, revolves around. Right, Mar? We had this conversation. So yeah, I mean, sex is a part of a relationship. There's been lots of research that show that actively having sex with your partner, it makes the relationship better on every other aspect of the relationship in terms of communication and intimacy and, and just having a healthy relationship. Sex is part of it. <clears throat> that being said, there's a way to say these things, right? You just don't turn around and be like, my man, work on it. You just, you know, you could talk about oh. the things that you like. You can talk, you can maybe sh share like pornography that appeals to you. Not to say that there's a lot of pornography that appeals to women out there necessarily. Yeah. There is some, but whatever. But, you know, you could, you could really position it with books, with experimenting, you know, and if, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody who's super close-minded to that, then that's a bigger problem. Yeah. It's a bigger issue. It, you know what though, because it's a big, that lie that we're, that I'm referring to is a lie that a lot of women are living. The lie yeah. of not being able see, I have this goal is to die with the best sex life ever. Yeah. I put, this is my thing. That's a pretty good goal. Yeah. This is my goal. Right. So I'm like, I'm, I'm maintaining well, just for those who are interested in the update, I'm doing well, but I know a lot of women who repress their sexual desires for a number of reasons. And that's lying to yourself, right? We are sexual beings. We enjoy sex. We enjoy intimacy. And I think a lot of women don't own it, right? Like, I, I, <laughs> we won't get into that. That's not for this podcast. But there's a lot of women who don't, like, understand their bodies. And that's a lie, right? And so what lie are we telling ourselves that is making us repress a pleasure that was created in us. It's something that bothers me quite a bit. I'm very pro-female sexuality in that sense because dudes get to come. Like, we, we got to work for ours. So why can't we tell our partners and be and come out of the, the shadow of that lie and say, yo, I need you to step up because I want to just enjoy this as much as you're enjoying this. I feel like some of this can be traced back all the way to sex education or lack thereof. <laughs> Remember we talked about in the previous, in a previous episode about how our parents, well, Oz and, and my own uh, guardians and my mother did terrible jobs of speaking to us about sex. They just didn't bring yeah. it up at all. And that shapes how you become sexually. Um, you know, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. My personal belief is that if you, uh, omit this information from your child and don't have any conversations around how sex factors into relationships or marriage or any of those scenarios, whether it be with the same gender or different genders or what have you. Um, yeah, you're, you're literally going to have a person who's going to learn about sex from all the wrong places. Yeah. Um, sex from other people probably be manipulated, easily manipulated, um, because they don't know how to set boundaries for themselves, you know? So that uh, that's, that's actually an area that I think is really important because if you, you need to learn how to communicate to the other person, but again, it's about the delivery and giving the other yeah. person that information in a way that's palatable for them. And my question to you ladies is what happens if you've already communicated 
that the sex is not that great, that there's things that you want to try or things that are not working properly in the bedroom and your partner is just not measuring up. They're, they're Not that they're refusing, but they're really just not doing what they need to be doing. Then you you're know? back in Aussie scenario, <laughs> which is a problem. <laughs> I missed it. I missed. It's tough. It's then really, you're back really in tough. Aussie scenario. Because at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself a few questions, right? Does sex make a relationship? Ozzy was saying 90% and 10%. Um, it depends on like, and that's the lie that like, you know, I was in a relationship where the sex just wasn't there at all, at all, at all. And I had to leave. I, I realized like I didn't. I thought I probably could have put up with it for the rest of my life, but I was like, no, I, I actually don't want to do that. But I think that's what I'm saying. There's that lie that women tell ourselves that we're receivers and not initiators or we're not, you know, we're not sexual. And I think, I mean, despite having the mother I have, who's super open with everything, I, I still do like look around and see who's looking at me when I'm going into a sex shop. Right. I, I still, and honestly, I actually don't go into sex shops in Montreal because I'm a teacher. I don't yeah, want, people I get to, that, yeah. which is stupid because I teach bloody sex ed. But that's but society, you don't want the babe. judgment. That's nuts, right? Like I get excited when I'm leaving the city. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can get to check out some local shops, whatever, whatever. But even mm -hmm. when I'm going into a local shop, I'm like, Oh, all right. But, but you know what? I face that fear. I face that like, no, we're not lying to ourselves. I want to go in. I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's happening. And I bring from some props home, not home, well, home and school. Cause some things at school, like they have different condom sizes and things right. like that, that I want to show the kids. But there is a moment like, you know, I live downtown Montreal. There's, there's that super, I forget what the store is called. Super sex, whatever. But I won't go in because I know all the kids are down there. So I'm like, nah. Super sex. Super sex is a strip club. Okay. <laughs> Just not, I don't remember what that. it's called. I don't remember. It always has these variations. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, by the moose bar. But yeah. I, I'm i like, what's my problem, right? Like, it's, it's a very strange scenario that I've got going on in my head. But if I'm outside of Montreal... I'm very happy to explore the sex shops and, and see what's happening. There's some things that are not for me, but yeah. I, I really like to see, like I went to Vancouver for 25 days and came home with a uh, nipple cream. I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> woo, exciting. And I thought it's cool, right? It's a, it stimulates you. It tastes good to your partner. It's a win-win for everybody. But uh, I think that's a big lie that we tell ourselves that, we're not sexual beings who want to feel that pleasure. And that's something that bothers me uh, on the lie levels. In terms of the, the you know, having the sex issue in, with couples, I think that actually going to the sex shop is actually a really great idea because there's tons of products available for both you and your partner. Uh, no matter and how conservative, too. 
Yes, and that means that if there is an issue going on in the bedroom, the both of you can work to find a common solution. But again, both partners have to be open. If the other yeah. partner, if you have a partner who's not open or they're not making time, they're so busy that they're not even making time or they're taking it as a joke and don't even want to treat it seriously because it is a serious issue. You may think it's a joke now, but it's not going to be a joke, you know, when you discover that your partner has stepped out on you or, you know, you're getting jealous of the fact that they play more with their toys than they play with you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, that those, those are things to, to consider. I think that yeah. it's perfectly healthy for a couple to go in together and try to explore. And you get to learn about each other's likes, dislikes, needs, wants, desires, all sorts of different things, you know? And I think that's another lie that couples tell. Like, they, it's a lie of omission, right? By not having the conversation mm -hmm. about what you like in a partnership. Um, I think I'm a person who comes in, I have hard nose. I'm like, nope. I'm not doing that ever. Don't ask. Don't sniff. Don't. I'm not doing it ever, 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 ever. And that's a hard no for me. But uh, I can understand because that's how you end up in Oz's scenario, right? If, if something is, Wait, what's like, oh yeah, yeah, where you're, you know, homegirls doing her living Yikes. her best life, you know. And but it also goes back to what Ozzy's saying. Like, if you are in that scenario where you're double dipping. Can you imagine the amount of mental calculating you got to do to Good remember Lord. where Exhausting. you are? a lot of work. It's right? a lot of work. Erasing text messages, turning off locations. That phone, yo, nowadays lying is much harder. Well, it's so hard. Deception is just a lot. It's like a full-time job. Like, just don't bother. It's not even worth it. I mean, you might as well adults, like, just speak on it, figure it out, go to counseling. And if not, just keep it moving. That's, that's my two cents. But I did want to move on to see if yeah. Miranda, do you have a scenario for us? I do have a scenario oh, and it's based off of a real scenario that happened to me. Here we go, yo, here we go, yo. So you're at a party, you're drunk off your tits, okay? And your friend is also over at this party and she's having a good time, but she's brought her new boyfriend as well. At the party, he's expressing interest in you in his very subtle ways, you know, maybe talking to the, to the friends, asking about you, uh, finding an opportunity to speak to you and flirt a little. And the next day, you wake up and you realize, oh my goodness, that really happened. Your friends call you and tell you, yes, that really happened. He did try. He did try to kick it. Um, and then you speak to the friend who you invited, who is the girlfriend of said boyfriend. And um, you need to decide, what do you tell her? Do you tell her that her new man was trying to kick it with you? Or do you keep quiet and hope that eventually the relationship will fizzle out? Absolutely tell her. You absolutely tell her. You 1,000% tell her. That's a new man. He can go. He's new. And as, as, as little time that he's been here, that's enough time for him to be around. He needs to go. What you if it's her. three months in? Three months in? Six months in even? <sighs> See, that gets a little bit more difficult. If he's not that new, it's a, it gets a little tough. Mm. I, I'm like... Hey, 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 because this could backfire Oof, in many backfired. ways. 
You could tell her and she could be like, yo, you were stepping to him. You were drunk. You know, people get caught in their feelings when they're catching a little bit of sex, right? Mm. Um, You see, if I was at the party and I was super drunk, I would have entrapped him more, knowing me. I would have been like, yeah. Newsflash. You were at this party. Oh, oh shit. Both of you were at this party. Oh, you were there too, Oz, so be quiet. Hold on. <laughs> Yo, but wait, was there any of our guys? No, 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 no. no. Well, that's a good oh. thing. <laughs> um, and if they were, clearly they aren't our current dudes. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. We were both you at don't... the party. Okay, we'll get back to that why. off air. Um... It's difficult because you got to gauge your friend. That's what you got to do first. You got to gauge the friend and find out like you got to, you know what? I don't think I would say anything directly. I think I would drop some hints. Like, I don't know, but you got, you need to watch your boy. Cause you know, I, I watched him like kicking in with other girls, including myself. Like I'm trying to bring in the party at this rate. Right. Cause but you're yeah. lying. I am. I'm lying to her. We're going to lie. I'm going to lie. Yeah. Because, um, because I don't know if the friend is like sensitive, it's a new relationship. They were single for a long time. They're like, you know, it depends. They weren't single for a long time. What do you mean? Well, hold on. Let's, 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 let's just figure this out. Right. Like we definitely want to gauge the friend. Yeah. We definitely want to approach it with like just some, gloves right like what do they call that whatever kid you know, gloves the, the saying kitty bit, gloves. right yeah kitty gloves yes we want to approach it with kitty gloves we want to lay out the the information in a way that's not super hurtful yeah but we absolutely need to let her know we need to let yeah, her know in somehow, one way somewhere. or another and then you know part of me feels like i would text the guy and be like yo stay in your lane bro because you know, you know, I was gonna say that too. Maybe we, maybe you approach the guy and be like, "Listen, man, like I didn't feel comfortable with what how things went down, and I need to know where you're at with." But this then you because... know, then the dude could turn it like you know they get controlling sometimes. Be like, "I don't think you should hang up with that." For I've had that. I've had oh, that. True. Right. Yeah, I've but had you know what? Scenario. Let him say that though. Let him say that for her to be like, "Yeah, you're not the one," because hopefully your friend, you know has enough of a right mind to understand that if a well, man is trying to control friendships yeah. with hers from that were pre-existing to yeah. him. I think know? at the end of the day, you can only control yourself and tell your truth in a night in the way that honors the friendship. And if the friend can't hear it or can't receive it, then you said your piece. You almost have to let yourself off the hook on some levels. Like, you know, I have, I say what I have to say in the way I have to say it. And then you let it go. But I will tell you something. I would not be fucking with that dude and that girl. I would not be with them as a three. I would yeah. not. I would not, not be in with their them company as a three. at all. I'll tell you what I actually did in that situation. What I kept quiet. I didn't say anything. It was my my college roommate at the time who told me the next day. Um, he was actually here asking about you. Like Ew. he was asking all kinds of questions about you. And I told him hey, why don't you just ask her yourself? Like, she's in the next room. He's like, mm, I can't really quite do that. <laughs> wow. And and the funny thing is, I saw him in public, uh, I think a few days later. I was on my way to school, and he happened to be standing in the same line waiting for the bus to take, uh, the same bus that would take us to university. And I just, like, 
looked around every, in every single direction except his. Because exactly. I just did not want to involve myself in it in any way. Okay. They eventually did break up, but I never said a word. I did not get involved. I I just, I was ready to use the excuse that I was too drunk to even remember. You know what, though? I understand that because, you you know why? Because you're testing the strength of your friendship. And it can be tricky. It can be very tricky. I have a scenario. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. This is a true story for me as well. When I was single, I was on Bumble and I loved it, as you know, from previous episodes. And I started kicking it with this dude that I was really enjoying the kick. Like we were doing some really cool things together, cooking, going cooking classes, really cool things. We really clicked. So I I understand there's algorithms of relationships when, but for me, there has to be this instant drawn, like an instant, like. I want to talk to you. There's something about you that's making me want. So I was really, really, you know, we are four months in dating, really doing little cute date things. And then <laughs> um, he's, well, I, I'm, I, I, he's stuttering. He's married. Um, so, oh. yeah, he's married. And so he's like, but it doesn't mean we can't kick it because I'm separated. And I was like, but hold on a minute. That means you lied for four months, mm-hmm. right? You lied for four months. And the people around us knew mm-hmm. he was lying, mm-hmm. right? Ozzy even knows that dude. And then, but Ozzy didn't know he was married because mm-hmm. Ozzy would have told me. I need to know who this is off the air. Right? <laughs> so when I found out, I, I found that we had connected friends and I, I approached them. I said, well, why, why didn't you tell me? And they were like, oh, it just wasn't our business. So this is an acquaintance. If the person that you know is in a situation and they're just an acquaintance, do you let it, what do you do? Well, maybe I would assume they would, they knew. I would assume mm. if I know that they know. I just would assume that. And I don't think I would make it my place to let it be known just because my assumption is that they would know. Mm. That's just my assumption. Now, if they gave me the impression that they didn't know. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Other thing is you said married but separated. See, for me, I, I hear what you're saying in terms of you should have been honest about it up front. There's, again, so many reasons why somebody would lie. Maybe that would have been... Here's here he, we go with him making that decision for you, but maybe out of fear of losing you and not getting to know you better, he did that. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying again, me as an outsider, as the acquaintance, would I look at that and be like, "This is wrong"? Maybe not. If he's is it separated, a lie? or if he's is it a lie? Yes, lie. but I don't. As an acquaintance, I don't. I don't know about that lie. I mm-hmm. just know that you guys are together and he's married and he's separated. Right? I I don't think that's as bad if he's separated because i mean you again yes you you definitely want to know up front whether he is separated or not um because you want to give the other person the opportunity to decide whether they want to take a chance to date you when you're in the middle of your mess with your ex or soon to be ex Mm -hmm. or what have you um i met my partner when he was separated 
the, it, the divorce was happening. I knew that that was happening. It definitely was happening. And it hadn't been finalized until like maybe a few weeks in of us actually dating each other. So oh, I, I wasn't divorced when I was on Bumble. My divorce didn't finalize until a year after. Yeah. Divorces take time. But I was absolutely separated and I was not going back. Separations take time. The the rule in Quebec is that a you year. Yeah, you need you basically have a year of separation before you can actually officially follow. Why divorce. is it the state's business how long you need? We don't get into that. <laughs> I know, but anyways, I know, but it's there's a lot of uh, very twisted Catholic uh, standards in there as well. But um, so yeah, that's the first thing. The second thing is if I know you, and again, you're my ride or die. I'm probably gonna come to you and tell you, girl you know that he's actually was married or do you know like if his divorce is final I would encourage her not to end the relationship but more just to ask more questions so if you encourage them to get more details rather than telling them girl you don't know what's going on with this guy he's separated he's about to get a divorce or he's lying to you and he's getting he's staying with his wife like that's none of my business I don't know anything about that I don't know what his activities outside of your relationship are but if i know that he's separated or if he's married or know him as being married i'm gonna go to you and i'm gonna say is so do you know if he's married like he was that's married the worst thing about it we Mark. have friends who know him and i i remember him being married to so and so so maybe you might want to ask him like what's the status <laughs> of that relationship maybe just plant some seeds there yeah. so you know that's the worst part about it. Um, like it, it was so weird. Oz went to high school with the person, so it should click her memory. It was, oh, I knew the moment it, you it was, said it. It was I horrible. I, it wasn't horrible. What was weird is that we were all kicking it at the bar, all the high school friends. So they all knew except mm. me. Yeah, that sucks. You feel blindsided. But right. And like, like I'm some side chick. Lisa, let me know I'm a side chick. Shit. I've already said this. I choose. But you're not, though. No, you're but not if a side I. No, but. See uh, what I'm saying? Well, we all we all know how this turned out. I mean, you're married. Yeah, not yeah, to him. Not to so him. But actually, end. what ended what ended up ending us was the lie that not telling me up front. I was a bit mm-hmm. like. No, you should have taken your... And the worst thing is when I did find out, I did roll the dice a bit because I was like, okay, like you like you ladies are saying, like, okay, you separated. But I also sent a new rule that ultimately led to the end. I said, well, if you're separated, then I'm not taken. And I continued That's to... That's totally fair. And I continued I to totally. multi-date, right? And a homeboy couldn't take that. And then there was the day he argued on my birthday. So fun fact for everybody who knows me, if you ever ruin my birthday, it's completely over. There's no going back. There's no forgiveness. I can't help it. And so that ultimately what was the crack? Because I felt like, oh, I I think I would have preferred knowing up front had you taken that gamble and explained the story. Because after Mm -hmm. Homeboy explained the story, I was like, oh, I totally get it. But you lie for four months. That's a long time to be lying. And Mm -hmm. if you can lie about this, that's major. It made me think, what else are you lying about? And and when I set the ground rule that, okay, you can, as long as you're, you know, complicated, then I'm dating. 
I'm a bit complicated too. Yeah. Well, I think that was so mature of you, Nisha, and I'm happy that you did what you did and you got out of that situation oh, yeah, based yeah, on yeah. that lie. Good for you. I wish I had the foresight and had done the same. But anyway, I wanted to move away from relationships real quick, and I know we don't have too much time, but yeah. I do want to just throw out this scenario and then you guys can follow up if you'd like. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? partially my experience okay okay your boss is awesome your boss is the best boss he lets you take off without you know putting in pto requests and he gives you extra bonuses at work and he does the most you catch him embezzling money from the company do you snitch oh Oh, shit uh, you, I don't the think day, the choice. day you become a whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, it depends who the boss is. Mark Zuckerberg, bye, bitch. <laughs> oh, somebody else though. Yeesh. I've been in similar scenarios where you've seen people <sighs> like you work with bend the rules, and. I, oh my God, I'm a bad human. I sit there and calculate the risk factors to myself. That's why I laid it out that way. I'm a bad human and I'm an ethics teacher. I'm a bad human because (laughs) it's situational ethics, right? Lying is about situational ethics. It's about, can you apply your value system at the same time in the scenario at all times? And the answer is, I don't think I can. My my values fle- are they're 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 flexible. I'm a human. Does it benefit me? Um, there's a part of me that's super um, evil that would love to have something over the person. All these things, right? So right, Nisha. I'm serious. I, that, that's the I'm hey, I'm being mad honest, right? I'm like shit. There is a part of me that's like oh, I know something now. Um, but you see, there's a bit of Robin Hood syndrome in me as well, like. Are you doing this because you helping out folks that are getting screwed by the system? You see, I'm a sucker for that. No, that's pure. They're pure selfish. Okay, well, you you don't know that, Mark. Okay. (laughs) Well, how would you? You're embezzling money. Yeah, maybe 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 you're embezzling because you don't have enough medical care. This is the United States. Who I don't know how they pay for Medicare over there. Listen, listen, John (laughs) Q. Listen. (laughs) Okay. So years ago, I studied fraud investigation. It was part of, you know, some of the work that I was doing in my day job. And one of the uh, departments of that course involves um, ethics, exactly like you were talking about, Nisha. And there is responsibility on your part if you discover that there's something shady going on in the company, including embezzlement. You probably you have a duty, you have a fiduciary duty, depending on your role within the company, to unveil that information. And if it involves embezzling money, hell yeah, you have to say something. Oh, I don't work um, in corporate. But if if you were, I mean, if it's somebody that you know and you're part of a smaller company, there's not that many heads, you know, that are hired. It's a little more difficult. Um, it's just like you got you really have to assess the situation, the person, how close you are with the boss. It's wonderful that he's giving you bonuses, but 
do you want to be implicated in it? Because how do you prove at yeah. what point you know you knew or you didn't know about the embezzlement? It's I mean, it's very easy to get tangled up in that sort of um, criminal activity. Because it also so, it ultimately asks it's about individual individual self-preservation versus the common good. The common good is stopping the embezzlement, but the individual <laughs> preservation is about yourself. The truth, I quit my job. I'd find a new job because <laughs> it's, that, that also is another solution. Just yeah, get the hell out of here. Get out. Yeah. Get, get out. out because, but I mean, ugh. I'm just saying if that guy is, you know, and, and he's stealing from you, he's stealing from the company, See, he's there stealing is from my employees. There is You're not getting paid I know. in the future. Okay. Like that's money that's coming out of your pocket and you then have to go and find a new job. Bro, you're ruining everything. <laughs> yeah, but everything. I, but then I watch murder mysteries where you confront the person and you end up dead. So <laughs> like, I don't oh, know. Hold on, at least I confront him. Did you, will you snitch? Uh, I would, you know what though? Here's what I would snitch do. to knowing me, the, the company owner, like you HR, know, the company, HR, yeah, yeah. Knowing me, tell somebody, I will FBI? find out if there's another group of people who know so we can band together, like you know, strength yeah, numbers. That's a good plan. Yeah. I, I also might, um, you know, put like an anonymous package together and leave it for HR <laughs> so that way there's no name or anything attached to it. If but I want to keep I, yeah. myself out of it. But I know? would just, I would be putting out my resume because I'd be like, yo. <laughs> that's I, yeah. I, 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 I think I might do the anonymous route. I think I might do the anonymous route. Because I've been in scenarios, not corporate like stuff, but other stuff in education where I'm I look for the ally so that we can go up against the situation together as opposed to me mm -hmm. alone. Um, because when there's more than one, it's harder to ignore. And, and I mean, I've gone up against my own system for their stupidities and their lies. And for example, they said that the N word was not in a book and it was all over in the book and they kept it in school and they lied about it. So I've gone out on my own, but there was a risk calculation for snitching on it. And now apparently I have a reputation. I could care less, but um, I would definitely try to find an ally and a new job. I wouldn't mm. confront the person because I would be afraid that if you are brave enough to embezzle, you might be brave enough to discredit me and blame the embezzlement on me. So, yeah, this is why I don't like corporate stuff. Ozzy's coming oh, out with these situational ethics. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have room for another scenario? One last one? Sure. Let's do it. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? All right. This involves family. Oh, <laughs> so you're at a relative's house for the family barbecue. And let's say it's your cousin. Their badass seven-year-old is like, he's incredibly psychotic. But everyone is like, no, it's a child. You've got to be nice to him. So that same child ends up slamming a sliding glass door on your child. Let's say the child, your child is like maybe three, four years old. Let's say the crazy kid slams the door on your child's finger on purpose. You know it's on purpose. 
he gets yelled at for a little bit, but you know the punishment really isn't harsh enough. And later that day, you're in a scenario where you're in a room alone with the child. <laughs> what do you do? I pinch him when nobody's looking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't put my hands on that kid. I would tell him about himself. I'm wondering though. if I should be pleading the 13th. <laughs> because... Nisha, what do you do? Mother of all children at I'll, I'll keep out the name of the high school. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I mean, y'all know I'm crazy. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not down with it. Nah. Nah, you see, because there's a part of my brain that comes from Nova Scotia. And the moment you slammed the door on my kid's finger, it was a wrap. When you said that, the scenario, I blanked out right there because I could totally see, I could hear the cuss words. What the, you know, you're kidding, right? I, I already heard the words coming out of my mouth. You know, your kid's not right. And you got, you, your know, kid it's, you know, it's bad, especially if your kid, you know, when kids are really in pain and they cry, they let out this big <laughs> scream. And then there's yeah. like this long silence. And then it's they like, my breath yeah, they exactly. literally let it out afterwards. That's when you know the cry is serious. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that. I think in the moment I'd have to tend to my child and I I would have, you know, honestly, I would have to tell someone you need to move your kid because don't let me be alone with them. And as a parent, you need to go get your kid some help because like you can always tell when a kid's doing something intentional and mm -hmm. I know you're a kid, but you see, I can't, my logic says to me as a mom, I would lose my shit. I can't even yeah. give you a logical answer because I would be livid out of my mind. Livid. I, I mean, I've saw someone hit my nephew and I lost my goddamn mind. I, you know, I lost my mind. So I, I don't even think we would get to the point where I'd be in the room with the kid because me and my kid would be leaving. Everyone would get cussed out. I would tell you about your underwear, your kid's crazy <laughs> mindset, and it would be a wrap. I'd be gone. And it, I don't even know. See, I'm really, I'm I'm one of those people who are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm petty sometimes. Like, if you upset me, I'm petty. I can hold a grudge. I don't think I'd go back. Because if my mom said, oh, on, you know, that kid's going to be, nah, we ain't coming. Because my kids are still here. Still hurt. Yeah. If you're, if the family is not willing to acknowledge that demon child and yeah. his, his crazy oh behavior... God. We're not going to any nah. more family barbecues. You're, I I'm with you. I would omit myself from that. But yeah, yeah, no, it's, no, no. I'm not going to hang around that kid. It would be it's... hard for me to keep my temper. See, the control. only thing that would shift me is if, like, I knew the kid had a condition or something. Because then I would watch out more for my kid around that kid. Mm -hmm. but, but still, it's the parent's responsibility to go take care of that and to, like, have, you know, situations in place for for gatherings and everything to not allow their child to harm other kids yeah. you know like it's still the parents responsibility yeah i i just know like yeah we, we it's would, hard we'd be fighting how do you yeah. tell somebody that their kids are like really bad oh worst case scenario i have a friend who has a child that we suspect has some learning delays we try to bring it up. It didn't go well. So we just left mm -hmm. it alone. Now we just lie by omission. 
and pretend. A lot of a lot of parents are in denial. You oh, know, yeah. having a child with special needs. Like I've been told this, even with the, you know, with the various institutions that I've spoken to, when I've actively gone to look for, you know, help or whatever for my child. Some people tell me it's really refreshing to see you actively look for it because a lot of times it's teachers or people mm. in, in situations that have to talk to the parents and say, hey, we noticed some, you know, delinquencies or delays or whatever. And some parents really don't respond well to that. You oh, know? no, they Especially don't. Especially if it's your first child. I can imagine, though, like if it's your first child and you don't know what else to expect and you might be incredibly sensitive or defensive to that, you know, it, it's a tough conversation to have. That's yeah. the worst scenario because it's your first child. It might be your only child and you're especially, um, yeah. you know, sensitive about that. Mm -hmm. You could be spoiling your child and not realize that you literally ha are like, you know, you have Rosemary's baby that right. you're raising and it's... And it's sucky. You're raising Chucky. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I had that scenario last year. I had a child who... Ay, ay, ay. Let's just say I survived and it was so bad that when I saw that child at school events, I walked by like the child didn't exist. Mm -hmm. That's how bad, that's how much that child and their parent tortured me that's bad. collectively that's for five years, a bunch of us as teachers. And it's so sad when you reach those points, but that's the lie that parents tell themselves to raise their child. And that's a whole other level of lying. Like, I'm not saying that you like, you know, one of the things I've not been a biological mom, but I understand that when a child is born, you put a lot of hopes in future. Mm -hmm. That's your child. That's your flesh and blood. And, you know, mm -hmm. in the future, you, 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 this whole, I mean, I'm sure as you, this whole thing plays out when your child is born, like when they fall in love, when they graduate, when they get married, have children, when they get to take care of you. Great. But then there's reality. And the worst thing that you could do is to lie to yourself and pass that lie on to your child about what's not real. So I, I feel like, you know, part of lying is our inability to deal with the reality. And I'm the first one who yeah. says that there are days where I cannot deal with reality. So I create lies in my head to keep myself going. Mm -hmm. But you know, at least I'm an adult. My mother didn't create those lies of reality when I was young, but mm -hmm. you know, and that's probably why they start lying at two. Right. right? Start young. Yeah. All right. One last, one last thing. And this is specific Miranda, when you went to the Ted talk that Nisha presented at, I want you to, I want you to tell me what you would do in this scenario. Nisha's about to go on stage. Oh, She's 30 seconds, 30 seconds away from her call time. And you're out there and you're wishing her luck. And you notice the giant, the most, the biggest stain on her shirt. 30 seconds she has to get from you guys talking to on stage. Do you tell her that she has a stain on her shirt? Yeah. No, no, no. Go on stage and be great. You're rocking it. I don't care. Now, if you're fly, <laughs> if you're a man and your fly was open and your balls are hanging out, that's a different story. Oh, you got something your teeth. Yes. Yeah. No, even in the teeth, it, it's a presentation what? on stage, so no one will see it up close. Uh, I, I would tell you about your teeth, I'm just saying, if your fly is open or your titties hanging out for whatever reason, no, it should not be hanging out, but if it is. No jazz. I'm gonna tell you, those organs should not be visible to the public. I hear that. But I will say on a on a lighter note, it does seem to get easier. 
to be honest as you get older. I yes, I agree. Right? I guess there's more like you find like your foundational friends, you start growing together. Yeah, I'm really happy that I'm coming out of that phase where I'm like, yeah, you look great, you know, but eh. you're also not so insecure about the reaction, right? Yeah. Like we know what we know who we are, we're comfortable with ourselves. Listen, if you're going to hate me because I'm telling you, you know, about whatever, then it is what it is. And we've also learned our our frequencies of truth, right? Like how to present something to someone so I suppose the, the bottom line is as much as lying takes practice, telling the truth takes practice and understanding the frequency of how the recipient, you know, learning. And I suppose honesty also involves caring. Like you want to tell the person the truth because you care. You need to understand their frequency. And so you but, might also want to stick it where it hurts, too. Yeah, maybe. And oh, what a tangled web we weave when we, first we practice to deceive, right? We, we don't want to be entangled in that shit. Nah, so man. let's try to keep it real, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it messy, and, but uh, real. And you know we will, right? On Messy yeah. Truths, we'll be, we'll be giving it to you like it is. Aye, aye, Absolutely. Aye. So I got to tell you, we're going to have, so we're, we're going to have an upcoming top 10 show. Another one. It's about to Can't be wait. another top 10 show. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. And I've been racking my brain over it for like the last few days <laughs> since we talked right. about it in the group chat. I got and it. Just, oh man, it's, it's intense. So just got to my list. I'm good. <laughs> listeners be very, uh, be ready for that. Be ready for, uh, for our upcoming top 10 episode. And, uh, we just want to thank you for being a part of this episode and mm -hmm. listening into messy truths. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to also subscribe to your favorite streaming platform. We, uh, we release episodes every Thursday. So um, don't miss us. Please. All right, Bye, guys. Peace. Take care, guys. Peace.